And it's Tuesday, November 7th, 2023, and I'm Dave Sobel. Four things to know today. Remote work reigns supreme. Workers prioritize flexibility over pay amidst cost of living crisis. The rise in zero-day exploits, the federal networks face heightened cyber threats. The FCC contemplates major broadband speed upgrade, aiming for 100 download and 20 upload. And VPN security badges and Bitwarden embraces passkeys. This is the Business of Tech. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Despite the cost-of-living crisis, a new survey reveals that nearly two-thirds of workers are willing to take a pay cut in exchange for the ability to work remotely. Remote work is highly valued by workers, even more than salary, work-life balance, and having a good boss. This preference for remote work is impacting job decisions, with many workers knowing someone who has quit or plans to quit due to return to office mandates. While not all workers want to work remotely full-time, a hybrid arrangement is preferred by 46% of respondents. The data also suggests that workers feel more productive when working from home, However, finding a remote job has become more difficult, with fewer remote first positions available and increased competition for flexible roles. A report from Economist Impact reveals that the lack of employee choice and a weak infrastructure for a thriving workplace, rather than flexible work itself, is causing workers to lose focus and costing the economy and companies. By reducing distractions and creating better workflows, the U.S. economy could gain $1.4 trillion and companies could recruit $468 billion. Good meeting hygiene, practical automation tools, and flexible work arrangements can help improve focus and productivity. Why do we care? As this debate matures, we learn that the real insight is not where you work, but how you work. It remains why I'm intrigued by this space, as it's difficult to build effective organizations that leverage technology and communication practices well. And as we note, complex problems result in profitable, bespoke solutions. Bespoke solutions considering company culture, workflow, and employee preferences will be increasingly valuable. According to Michael Duffy, an official from the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, there's been a significant increase in zero-day exploits globally, directly impacting federal government networks. This comes after a decline in such exploits last year. Duffy also mentioned the first instances of ransomware within the federal government and an uptick in DDoS activity. And from the reporting in the Washington Post, AI chatbots powered by large language models are vulnerable to prompt injection attacks where attackers manipulate the chatbot into executing malicious commands. Prompt injection poses a significant risk to the security of AI systems, and researchers have already found examples of successful attacks. Authorities like the Federal Trade Commission and the White House are taking notice and calling for measures to address this vulnerability. And while I'm talking about AI safety, labeling AI-generated content is becoming more challenging as AI becomes integrated into our digital tools and lives. 
Legislatures and regulators are pushing for labeling requirements, but as AI and humans collaborate more closely, labeling loses its coherence and meaning. Efforts to distinguish between human and AI work become inadequate when AI is used as a collaborator. The problem extends to image creation and labeling text, where AI plays a significant role. Establishing standards for image metadata may help track how images are created, but the challenge remains for other types of media. I've linked the Axios article diving in here. Why do we care? Cyber and AI will be a valuable intersection space. Both sets of skills will be required in providers of the future. Offering services focused on threat intelligence and predictive analytics can also help clients preempt potential breaches, turning the rise in zero-day exploits into a business opportunity for informed providers. MSPs should stay informed about regulatory developments regarding AI to guide their clients through compliance with any forthcoming labeling requirements. Those who invest in understanding and innovating in this space position themselves as essential partners to businesses navigating the complexes of modern technology, particularly as it pertains to security and compliance. Long-time listeners know I love broadband stories, so I'm starting a regulation block with two of them. The Federal Communications Commission is considering updating its definition of broadband internet speed with a proposed increase from 25 Mbps download and 1 Mbps upload to 100 download and 20 upload. The FCC seeks comments on this change and a long-term goal of 1 Gpps download and 500 Mbps upload. The agency will also evaluate broadband availability, deployment, affordability, adoption, and equitable access in the U.S. as part of its annual review. Comments on these matters are due by December 1st. A group of moderate Democrats is urging the extension of the Affordable Connectivity Program for another year to ensure low-income Americans have access to affordable broadband internet. Initially enacted as a pandemic response, the program provides $30 monthly subsidies to eligible households. The White House also supports the extension, highlighting its importance in connecting the entire country. The ACP has gained bipartisan support due to its voucher-like system and participation among internet service providers. And while I'm on legislation, the U.S. Department of Justice released documents revealing that Apple made its default search deal with Google despite privacy considerations. Apple considered Android a, quote, massive tracking device and highlighted its superior privacy practices compared to Google. However, it was revealed that Apple accepted billions of dollars annually to keep Google as the default search engine on Safari, raising questions about its commitment to privacy. The Google antitrust trial is ongoing. Why do we care? Broadband is an essential utility. We should treat it as such, and providers should be motivated to push for higher standards to make it easier to leverage technology in their customers' businesses. Privacy controls as part of your service offerings could potentially gain competitive advantage in a market increasingly aware of data security and privacy issues. It's part of a data management offering, which is vital for security, privacy, and AI effectiveness, helping customers ensure that they have data they need and only the data they need and know why they have it is an essential service offering. 
So speaking of security at Google, Google Play has introduced security audit badges for Android VPN apps. The badges indicate that the apps have undergone an independent security audit based on the MASA, M-A-S-A, or Mobile App Security Assessment Standard. This initiative aims to enhance transparency and user trust by verifying compliance with specific requirements related to data storage, privacy practices, cryptography, authentication, network communication, platform interaction, and code quality. Currently, NordVPN, Google One, and ExpressVPN are among the VPN vendors displaying the new Google Play badge, while other VPN apps with valid massive certificates are expected to join soon. Bitwarden has added support for passkeys in its browser extensions, allowing users to use their device's pin, face, or fingerprint for authentication. Passkey support follows the lead of Apple and Google's built-in password managers and other third-party password managers like 1Password. Bitwarden's latest release allows users to store and log in with passkeys using its browser extensions, and the process is demonstrated in instructional videos provided by Bitwarden. Why do we care? I'll keep pushing passkeys here, and I believe providers should too. Not just to your customers, but to your vendors as well. The shift toward passkeys is part of a broader industry move towards passwordless authentication, which offers enhanced security by minimizing the risks associated with those traditional password-based systems. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thanks for listening. Wanted to acknowledge it's election day, although this episode drops late in the day. If you still got time, make sure you vote. Want to take my class in January, Navigating Emerging Technologies for MSPs, and the link is in the show notes. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines, posted at businessof.tech. If you like the content, please make sure to hit that like button and follow or subscribe. It's free and easy and the best way to support the show and help us grow. You can also check out our Patreon, where you can join the Business of Tech community at patreon.com slash mspradio, or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. Finally, if you're interested in advertising on the show, visit mspradio.com slash engage. Once again, thanks for listening to me, and I will talk to you again on our next episode of The Business of Tech. Part of the MSP Radio Network.